Chung Radio. That was Jeff Zilla playing from my email. That's a fresh, fresh track. Literally, I think Jeff Zilla just hatched that one right now. Um, I cut off a little short because since it's playing from my email, it didn't load the whole way. But that's what happens when you're listening to the freshest tracks on earth. Um, in the studio today, we have a man who goes by many names, but the name that you probably know him by the best is Carlos, or Kraslos. And uh, Kraslos, how are you doing today? Uh, I am doing fine. Awesome. Um, so here we are on our tracks, everybody. This is our monthly show where we sit down with an awesome person and talk about music, talk about art, talk about trippy stuff. Kraslos, just for those that may not know, I would say has probably one of the greatest record collections in Los Angeles. Um, he is also probably one of the most, and I say this with, with love and respect, maybe one of the most obsessive record hunters that I know. Yeah, and, and he's, he's agreeing, yes. So he's gonna be playing some amazing tracks for us. Um, you guys can call my phone because the, I don't have my computer, so the K-Chung thing is not going to work. But if you want to call in, you can call us in with questions, um, anything you want to know from Kraslos, 818-516-9650. That's the Art Tracks hotline, so feel free to call. You can also text. Um, you can also send me a message on Facebook. Uh, my name on Facebook is Bosker Bontos. I know I'm giving you a lot of information. But anyway, Kraslos. Yes. One of the questions I have for you is, what was or is the first piece of music or band that you were first really into? Uh, wow. Um, I don't know. I mean, I was, I don't know the first cassette tape album I ever owned was a gift, like a DL gift from my sisters, which was... Uh, Two Life Crews, nasty as we want to be. <laughs> Two Life Crew. Ooh, yeah. Back yeah, then, that, yeah, was that was a dangerous great. record to own. Yeah, yeah. So they, it was total. It was total DL when they gave it to me. And uh, after that, I mean, well, the first one I can actually remember, I was really, really, really into was probably one of those uh, Deep House, like it was a DMC Records ones from uh, when I was old enough. DMC Records, like cool. in the '90s. It was the uh, Deep House party tape cassette tapes back then awesome and saying so you grew up in los angeles yes yes yes. and one thing that we were talking about um earlier today is that you have been part of the party culture and when i say party i'm talking about kind of the idea of something that's i think very los angeles or very maybe i mean it's 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 international but there's something about la 
And there was a time in the late 80s, early 90s, when there was a lot of house parties here in Los Angeles. It's kind of where house music really blossomed, I think, in LA, you could say. Yeah, Rave culture kind of had a very close connection, I think, also to kind of um, young young people in LA, specifically Latin American young people. Party rebels. Party rebels, <laughs> party crews. Um, yeah. And you were saying, tell us a little bit about your experience with the party crew situation. Um, well, I mean, the first time I was at a party, I was, I think, about eight, nine years old because my sisters were babysitting me and they really wanted to go to this house party. This is when I used to, uh, I grew up in Hacienda Heights. So I was in Hacienda Heights and it was, their friends were having a house party. I remember they dressed me up like full denim, like Ben Davis jacket and everything to Amazing. go with this. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I remember that was probably my first experience in the party. Um, at a party party scene like any type like that and i remember that i was basically standing by the dj the whole night because my sisters were off doing well who, who knows what <laughs> and uh yeah i remember it's just like i remember just talking to him the whole time like oh what are you playing what are you playing amazing i remember the only one that stands out the most is probably sunbelt spin it that's like remember that song from that party which probably started my love with disco that's the one spin it Whoa. yeah yeah, that was. So that's good. a great track. Yeah, it's a great, amazing song. Amazing. Um, yeah, and then after that, I, uh, growing up, I just started going to par- started going to parties, probably like on my own. I got really into the party scene in like eighth grade, seventh, eighth grade, which was like the whole like rebel groover like party scene in LA. Groover that people. Having, that's a, that's groovers. a term I haven't heard in a while. Groover, <laughs> Hesher, Breakers, Breakers, Housers. Yeah. Um, there's more, but yeah, keep going. Yeah, sorry. yeah, no, yeah, no. Um, I remember that, and that's basically how I got really into house music and stuff back then. And uh, awesome. And from there, after that, that was a few like three, four years. After that, I got really into like punk music, and just from there, I just started obsessing with post punk because of like the disco beat a lot of those tracks had and all that stuff, right, like right. Delta Five and Modettes and you know all the classics. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, there is that connection between like disco and early punk, which is, I mean, that's one of my favorite things. I'm always trying to find that, yeah. those kind of tracks. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. I mean, even though I love how there's also like in electronic music, a connection between like techno and like minimal wave stuff slash like, you know, like dark wave stuff that was coming out in the early 80s. Like right. something I'm going to play later is going to be Kevin Lazar, which is that album uh, mutant generation i think it's called it just got reissued um well first time on vinyl i guess awesome <laughs> sorry nerd <laughs> when did when did you start collecting vinyl probably when i was 15 nice yeah i used to go to all the thrift shops and everything back in a day and it was actually kind of funny back then the thrift shops like salvation arms and goodwills you can find amazing like oh my god house oh my god records, oh my god oh my god, records, oh my god. new wave yeah. everything that you see now going for like hundreds of dollars oh my god yeah I remember, because I grew up in the valley, you know, like San Fernando Valley, and I remember um, when we would go to the thrift stores, and this is, this would be 1994, 95, so I think I was like in ninth grade or 10th grade, maybe even a little bit later, but anyway, late, mid to late 90s, it was still the kind of thing where I remember I was I was uh, seeing someone at the time, and she had the the most insane punk rock collection, and everything was from the thrift store, like all. Yeah. And and I'm talking about like you know if you want to nerd out on it, it was like the original pressing of the Dead Kennedys records so cool. that came with the pull, fold out poster, 
that some the, she had the original pressings of all the Devo records that came with the fold-out posters. And I remember that thing. And, you know, it's almost, you know, of course, with hindsight, it's like, I think she sold them all probably in the year 2001 when it was like, oh, who <laughs> yeah. needs records? We're going MP3, whatever. And oh, it's like yeah. if, you know, if I would have held on to those records, some of those things are, are, are in that category of like super collector. Oh, this was a German import. Oh, yeah. blah, blah, blah. But, you know, there was that moment where thrift stores really, it was just full of insane collectibles. No, yeah. I think some of my favorite, when I started to get into like punk new wave and everything, was most of the thrift store records I found. I remember I found one of the Bratz, their albums at a thrift store for a dollar, probably when Amazing. I was like 17 or something. I forget how old. And I was just like, oh my God, totally blown away by it. Yeah. 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 And there's still, you know, and thrift store record shopping, actually, I mean, I feel like some of the best stuff I have in my collection is from the thrift store. Yeah, it's really funny. Actually, Cammy just texted me today. I just found all these crazy house records at this Goodwill. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, the one I was looking for forever. I was like, Damn. oh, man. I know, I know. Got to keep it secret. Don't tell anybody where that is. I know. I have no idea where it's at. <laughs> um, so I think now it's probably a good time if, um, to yeah. throw, get some tracks rolling sure. if you want to get a track on. Yeah, um, okay. I'll go ahead. First one I'm going to put on is the Avocados. Uh, it's a single I actually got online for like five dollars because some guy didn't know what he was selling Whoa. whoops <laughs> uh but i mean it was part of a they were part of the manchester music musicians collective which was around in like late 70s i think up to 82 um it's pretty great i mean it was very part of a bigger group called 49 americans that i love as well but they're pretty weird like very cool weird. yeah i'm looking at the album cover right now everybody it's the avocados the record is i never knew and it looks like the b-side is brought me up and yeah this looks pretty awesome please feel free to give us a text give us a call 818-516-9650 you can ask uh a question um we can attempt to take requests but i mean actually if you could go for it i don't know if it'll actually happen but we can try to figure it out. And yeah, let's get ourselves sorted out here, everybody. This is live radio. We're getting the thing rolling. Yeah, go for it. Let it rip. K Chung Radio, everybody. Thanks for listening.
Yo, 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 K-Chung Radio, everybody. Back on the air here. I hope you've been enjoying um, Crassless's pretty amazing, pretty rare, pretty deep selections. Um, so just a little recap of what we heard. We heard the avocados with I Never Knew, Crash Course in Science with Kitchen Motors, um, Teddy and the Frat Girls with I Owe It to the Girls, and then I think the last one was... Crate milk, the French name. Ah, that's a tough one. Yeah. <laughs> Lucrate milk, and then the name of the song was Lustiges Ter Quartet Dritte Blind Mis, which in English I think is Three Blind Mice. Is that what it says there? I can't read French. Um, up next, Crassels has a pretty awesome record. I mean, they're all awesome. But um, you want to tell us a little bit about this one? Because this one kind of blew my mind when I saw it the other day. Oh, yeah. Um, so this one is, uh, I hope everyone can hear me. Uh, this one is uh, part of, I guess in like the early 30s, there was this, uh, you could say it was drag queen, transsexuals, uh, queer thing going on around the US called the pansy craze, which was, I mean, the name sounds a little insulting, but back then, I guess it was okay. Um, and it was basically a bunch of female impersonators. Uh, some of them actually went on to have sex changes, um, like with, like, I think, around like uh, the 50s or something. This one did. Uh, her name's Ray Bourbon. His name is her. Oh, she's a her now. Uh, so, yeah, uh, it was the Pansy Craze, which was basically just like comedy, basically, but there's a lot of like. 30s like gay sling in there that's pretty amazing that I still trying to like decipher myself because it's crazy but uh the song I'm going to play off this one is uh off Ray Bourbon's uh let me tell you about my operation is called I was a <clears throat> I was a call girl at the Ritz whoa yeah. and maybe I'm going to go ahead and just read this little paragraph so I'll this is Ray Bourbon speaking is the name of the record and on the back of the record we have something that says Ray Bourbon switch in sex allegiance he's now a she and then female impersonator needn't fake again says surgery made him a her and this stuff is dated 1956 on the back yeah it's one of his later records one of his later records and it says um, perhaps some background to the stories below are in order. When asked by friends about the whys and wherefore of my new existence, I hardly know where to begin. And in between at birth, I first saw the light of day on our family ranch situated on the Mexican-U.S. border. I've been a border case ever since. Sent to school in England at every available chance, I used to darken the doorways of music halls and an endless array of little entertainment clubs. Since I can remember, there has been an urge to act and the theater in all... Its many-sided glories has been my fascination. I guess the most important thing I do is make people laugh. I never did think I could sing, but for years after, people have, and I have made many so-called straight records from blues to ballads. I've made many more not-so-straight records, and people buy those too. Making people laugh, that's where I really enjoy myself. They say that to, be, that to succeed in show business, you have to be different or beautiful or surprising. I'm different. With Broadway shows, I've toured the globe. I've appeared in the best big spots and some of the damnedest little spots you can think of. What are my plans now? They're simple. My house trailer and jalopy make the country my home when I'm not back on the ranch. My 12 Cocker Spaniels, one boxer, and one you name it, I always think of them as the kids, travel with me. Life is exciting. There are always new people to perform for and who, 
Who knows, perhaps that man in my little, in, that man in my life is just around the next corner. Meanwhile, you can bet I'm not cutting corners. Sexationally yours, Ray Bourbon. So I feel like Ray Bourbon, everybody, this is a, a good name to research. Um, an, an amazing performer. Um, really him and Buzz Fletcher was pretty great too. There's actually a few people that had any records that came out back then. Um, this was one of his later ones. Uh, it's an amazing one. And it seems like to, to be a transgender artist at this point in time is pretty amazing. It was, yeah, that's groundbreaking. Amazing. Yes. Yeah. To release records and everything yeah. like that. I mean, there's a bunch of, I mean, there's this one page I like to read called Queer Music History or something where it starts talking, it goes through all the, like, uh, it goes through a bunch of just random songs throughout history from blues, jazz, everything that has queer, gay, like, subjects basically which is pretty amazing you guys should wow. check that out too yeah yeah very cool stuff everybody so yeah we're gonna hear uh, a selection from this record ray bourbon speaking let me tell you about my operation it's a very christmas too <laughs> little piano intro let's go for it listening to k chong radio everybody this is our tracks thanks for listening i'm a telephone girl at the ritz hotel I know that switchboard to perfection. And when those impatient traveling men jiggle their hooks at me, well, <laughs> you should see how quick I give them a connection. There's very seldom I have complaints at getting their numbers, I'm grand. And when I tell them my line is busy, well, <laughs> they sort of understand. They always call back in a very short while. Those traveling men are so sweet. Then I give them the service they want, and I see that both ends of the wire meet. But I like my job best when I'm very rushed and the calls seem never to cease because I can grab hold of that plug with both hands at once and really handle that old mouthpiece. I must brag that I'm good for the other night. Room 1002 started to yell, but when I got through to his private line, he admitted I really rang his bell. But there's one number that I just hate to call and I say this without any pretension. It takes so long for his buzzing to stop. I guess it's because he's got such a long extension. Oh, I like my work, it pays me well. In addition to my role, for each time I get a service request, I just put it down as a local toll. Though now and then an argument comes up, and I must truly state that some of those traveling men make daytime calls and they want to pay for the evening rate. Oh, yes, I'm a telephone girl at the Ritz Hotel, and I know my job to perfection. And whenever I get a person-to-person -person call, I can really give a lovely connection. So stop in at my booth when you're down my way and give my service a trial. Because when it comes to getting through plugging you in, <laughs> you'll admit I sure know how to swing that old dial.
everybody. That might be one of my new favorite songs of all time, um, which is, the song is called Love and Happiness, in parentheses, Yamaya i Oshun, and it's by River Ocean, featuring India. This is an amazing track. It's basically Masters at Work. Masters at right, Work, yeah. doing the best thing they do. Um, Tito Puente plays on that, sampled on there. Um, little Louis Vega, and India wrote this song. I think this is actually one of, seriously, one of my new favorites. Um, and you know what, people, we've we've had an hour of amazing jams. We have another 10 minutes left. Um, we hope you've enjoyed the programming. I saw on Facebook, we've got a few people that uh, commented, have been listening in. Um, you can always find this show and any other show that's ever on K-Chung Radio, you can find it on our website. Everything is archived by the day. So if you ever need to hear this or any of the other awesome shows on K-Chung Radio, give them a whirl. Um, also, you know, keep track of K-Chung Radio. There's always amazing things happening. There's been the recent collaboration with the Hammer Museum, and there's more and more awesome things to happen in the future. It's a pretty rad, rad space that is here for you, here for us, for the community of musicians and artists. and all kinds of music loving people. And Kraslos. Yes. <laughs> you've been killing it, you've been killing it. I Thank have you. one question for you, probably the last question we have time for is, okay. what piece of music would be, and this is obviously difficult, but maybe what's that piece of music that made you say, oh, like, whoa, or like, I'm gonna become addicted now. Like this is the, what was your gateway drug? Oh man, yeah, that is kind of hard. Or maybe uh, what are the couple uh, gateway I, drugs? <laughs> Shoot. Uh, I'll tell you this, just to warm it up. Uh, when I first heard the Ramones, yeah, um, and it was thanks to my my high school friend, because actually I had known of like hip hop and stuff, but I got into punk like at right, I think around 10th grade or 11th grade. Um, and it was the first time I ever heard the Ramones. It was my friend Daniel Okamura, who's still a friend of mine, um, gave me a tape. Let me borrow a tape. And I li literally changed my life. I was like, what? is this so when did you have one of those moments you know what um it was actually sonic youth um, yes yeah it was uh goo um my brother-in-law now who's my brother-in-law who he's been with my sister forever i don't know how but uh yeah uh he made me a cassette tape um it was kind of funny because he was like total thug gangster like in a gang and everything he made me this mixtape that had like hardcore gangster rap on one side and the other side, it had uh, like My Bloody Valentine and like Smashing Pumpkins and Sonic Youth and stuff like that. And he gave me a copy of Goo this one time. And I was just like, this album is so amazing. Cause I feel it captures like everything, like that rock pop, like that from that era should be. It's such an amazing album. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sonic Youth, I mean, again, for me, that's also one of those bands that blew my yeah. mind, made me want to become a musician. Yeah made me want to nerd out on art and the Velvet Underground and like from there yeah, boom you just like go on and maybe last last question before you give us our last track is what's maybe the thing that you're listening to right now or recently that's been really blowing your mind oh wow uh, that's probably a lot of what I've been playing today like the Joseph LaBelle Joseph I mean, LaBelle yeah. album is so happy that I got reissued um, of course the Patrick Cowley school days awesome uh, I mean, that guy was a genius. That's all I could really say. And that's what we're going to end on, right? Yeah, that's what I'm going to end up on a uh, Nightcrawler. Awesome. Um, it's kind of great because uh, all these movies were for a gay porn. 
Um, wow. And I mean, there was a couple events around it that happened like in November that were amazing. Um, it was part of a mocha. It was part of the mocha. Yeah. yeah. It was part of the mocha with uh, dark entries and the honey sound system guys. Um, amazing. Awesome party too, by the way, just gotta say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, um, yeah, let's, let's listen off and, um, thanks a lot everybody for listening in. Thanks for, uh, Thanks to, to Crassloves for being here and providing us with the sickest jams ever. Welcome. And you can find uh, Art Tracks Radio. We've got a Tumblr, um, arttracksradio.tumblr.com. Also, of course, kchungradio.org. You can find everything on there. Please do. Please uh, download. Tell your friends. This is some cool stuff. This is free radio. This is no holds barred. This is whatever we want to do. We do it for love. We do it for the people. And that's exactly what Crassloves is going to do. Give us some jams. And yeah, stay awesome, people. Mm-hmm.